was cool great. song. Great, great You like that song? Excellent. Yes. Yeah, I, I love that song. It's really funny, man, because uh, <clears throat> when you uh, when you go to airborne school, you're in Georgia. Uh huh. You're in Fort Benning, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And uh, but the landing zone is in Alabama. Okay. So when you when you when you, when you when you jump out of the plane, you're landing in Alabama. Wow. Right okay, border. that's crazy. Yeah. So that's why the first time I ever heard this song, I mean, it's way after Airborne School, because I think it only <laughs> came out a couple of years ago, but <laughs> it made me think of that, because uh, I'll never forget this <laughs> this, this one guy, I, I, uh, he was my, he, he sat next to me on the plane, because we were in the same stick, and we were right next to each other. Right. And he was this giant giant black dude from florida like he played football for florida state yeah and we used to always joke that he needed two shoots because he was like dude (laughs) it's enormous yeah so big couldn't even (laughs) barely fit out the goddamn door (laughs) it was he had like a country accent and like uh every time we would go down that plane he'd be like oh lord i hope i don't die in alabama You'd always joke about how, like, some farmer's gonna see black, a giant black man falling from the sky and just start shooting at him. (laughs) (laughs) That's some good gallows humor right there. That's hilarious, man. Yeah, he would always say, like, you know, please don't let us die in Alabama. (laughs) That was that's why when I like when I when I first heard the song, I loved it. Wow, that's really funny. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good tune, Bishop Gunn, man. They're great. Yeah, good jam. I liked that a lot. Inappropriate, yeah. I would say. Very uh, Juneteenth sounding. <laughs> it's, it's all white people. <laughs> and as I said, so. very appropriate. Because <laughs> white people stole their music. Yeah, great. yeah, we're always appropriating. So you know. well, That's what we do. That's why we're always <laughs> appropriate. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Dude, I made a joke on Twitter. It didn't get love like it should have got, man. Oh no, you got some hate, some Twitter. It was hate? all about. It was all about pronouns because there was oh, all these people God. talking about this pronoun thing. And my joke was, I don't see the big deal. Pronouns are just like every other noun. They just get paid for doing it. <laughs> Nobody got it. <laughs> No, love. that's Come awesome. On, that's, a good show. that's a good show, right? Yeah. Do you know uh, what got announced today? Right before we went on, the it's the F I N A Association. They're the uh, definitive uh, competitive swimming, uh, right? They are whatever law makers, or they they're the ones in charge of all the rules for swimming and competing in swimming. They announced right before we went on that. Uh, they are not going to accept any transgendered athletes to compete in women's racing unless they started their process before puberty. Uh. Probably the greatest reaction I could have ever asked for from that news statement. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's, that's yeah. the kind of colorful commentary you get here on the so, TV podcast. So if I take my fucking 12-year-old daughter... Our son. Do you catch that now? That's what bothered me so much about oh, the news wow. now. So, so now yes. I have to transition them before. There's This is a twofold oh, man. thing where, okay, I like it because now, mm. goodbye Leah Thomas, the six foot four dude who beats the crap out of all these chicks in swimming competitions, has to go. And I think that's appropriate. Uh, yeah, but... 
You well, left that door open. But what concerns me about this now is you've got these parents out there who are just frothing at the mouths to give their kids puberty blockers and, like, change their genders, man. It's really fucking crazy. And this now only, I think, incentivizes parents more to do something like that. Oh, absolutely. Pretty bizarre. We're just confirming this mental illness, man. This is crazy. Oh, man. I... Back to it being Pride Month, I really think something shifted in the American psyche and people who never really thought about it started kind of noticing like the Christina Aguilera on stage with a 10 foot dildo yeah, swinging between yeah, her legs. Dude, you know, like, dude, at think the about all ages tw- show. Think about like a 10 to 12 year old, dude. You're like, you're playing sports, right? Yeah. And you're like, mom, I want to transition. And they're like, no, you got to wait. But mom, if I don't start now, I'll never right. be able to compete with the girls. Right. That's what, That is terrible. That's what kind of concerns me about this move. Uh, it's a little weird. It should just be no. If you were born a man, you're competing with men. And if you want to win, become a better man. Don't become yeah. a woman. Yeah. Become a better man. Thank you. It doesn't you. matter who you fuck or if you want to be gay, whatever. Just... Come on, guys. I didn't clip it, but I sent you that uh, one from two years ago of that. uh, The cross dresser. The the drag queen. Drag queen, yeah. Basically shaming any parent who introduces their kid to this stuff. Dude, the first thing he says is, what have I done to earn your respect? And that's the best line ever. Yeah. Exactly. I'm just supposed to automatically praise you and worship you because you're a man that wants to dress as a woman on, on your weekends? I, I'm a man that likes to get drunk and pass out on my couch. Who's who's celebrating me? <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh man, I, I'm really concerned about where we're at with this stuff. And the pride, I think I'm not alone. And I think people with uh, skin in the game, i.e., uh, parents <laughs> who have kids who are exposed to this shit at a really young age, I think people are getting freaked out. Yeah, why would you want to expose your kids to that? Well, why is the why? administration so supportive of it, obsessed with it almost? We pl- talked about it on Thursday and played a clip of Joe Biden boasting that he has not just the most on staff, but potentially the most if you combined all administrations all before. First of all, what an outrageous statement, dude. You act like gay people just started existing in the last 10 plus, years. Plus, <laughs> plus, <laughs> plus, Joe, brag about how you only pick people because they're f- when your administration is doing good. Right. Not when everything's <laughs> failing, dude. Crumbling around you and you're like, yeah, but I picked all these f***s over here. Look how great this is. You can't afford dude. gas? Uh, Pete Buttigieg had two months off. Anybody? No? No. <laughs> yeah, well, my transportation secretary breastfed his kids for two and a half months. <laughs> I don't know if uh, that counts, but... <laughs> Joe, Joe, what are we going to do about 40-year record inflation? Did you see that guy that dresses like a dog? I hired him. <laughs> Ask those questions, please, to my black lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> you can't ask me. I'm a white man. <laughs> it really feels like they've created... The... You actually just nailed it now in my head. I'm thinking about it. Boast about this shit when you've made some accomplishments. You, you literally... Because here's the thing, right? For a hundred years, people are like, well, I don't want to hire gay guys. They're not as good as real men, right? <laughs> right. 
And you're like, no, I'm going to hire all gays because they're just as good as the other men. Right. And then now you have this team of gays and they're losing horribly to the men. <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't go brag about it. You know what I mean? Uh, like, dude, it's... you wait until you're winning. And then you're like, see, they're just as good. I don't know if it's stupid or liar at this point. I, I, I feel like they know they've tanked the economy. Maybe they did it on purpose. Or maybe they're dumb. And they really thought we, they were going to usher in the Green Revolution, and all they did was just usher in a depression, essentially. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know if it was intentional or if they really just thought that they're, if they really just had the wrong experts and they really believed that pumping money to people would, uh, would help it. I mean... We're at the point of conspiracy or, or no, I guess, because... I think it's incompetence. Yeah, I'm I'm a hundred percent. I you know me, I love the conspiracy stuff, but I really think we're dealing with uh, inexperience yes. and uh, ego and hubris, and I think we're seeing it play out in real time, and it's absolutely having devastating consequences. We're seeing. You know what? It. You know what I think happened is I think the Democratic Party lied to the people for so long and promised so much, and then you guys won. And COVID allowed you to win everything, and now they called your bluff. Right. Because you defunded the police, and you hired social workers, and you sent out child tax credits, and you gave everybody a $1,200 check, and you did everything you, you said you were going to do, and then you said it would be a utopia. And what happened? It just fucking turned everything to shit. It literally, yeah, dude. You, everything it, Mitch McConnell warned us for 30 years literally came true. Not only Mitch McConnell, we played a clip on uh, the other episode of Trump literally in 2020 during the election saying, yeah, he if Biden wins, your gas prices are going to hit $9. Yeah. It's going to happen. He was right. Yeah. He was right. And he see, that, and that goes back, see, that goes back to that crystal chick I was, tell, I was talking about. Right. Because she really is the one that opened my... She is right. The Keystone Pipeline and all of that, uh, we haven't even seen the effects of that yet. No. That effect is coming in two years. Yeah. So what we are, what really these are is all based on speculation. So, and this is what I always would say I love about her. Because she can pinpoint the problem. The, the real problem is the speculation of oil prices. And that's what's sending everything through the roof. Mm -hmm. But the reason the speculation is so bad is because of your oil drilling policies and everything. You know what mm. I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So. There's no confidence in our country right now. It would change, I think, if like a DeSantis or Trump got back in office. And I think everybody knows that. We played the clip of that chick hanging out at gas stations, interviewing just, yeah. just like a handful of black dudes at what they thought about the economy. Oh. And all of them just said, can we just get Trump back, please? Yeah. Like everything was better during that time period. And you can't say it was because of what Obama did. Like... Uh, <laughs> Dude, we didn't even talk about that election of that. Uh, the I was going to bring it up earlier. The Hispanic, the first Mexican, yes, Mexican-born uh, in Texas. Mexican-born congressman is a Republican. It was almost a thirty-point something swing in that county, by the way, yes. from the last election. Like, uh, if you, <laughs> we talked about it many times, Mike. Immigrants, their morals, and their um, what they're focused on, which is family. 
That aligns with the Republican Party. Frank, it's not, it's, listen, it has nothing to do with immigrant or black or white. It's most people. Yes, most, thank you. You're right. Most yeah. people want their kid to go to school and not learn bullshit. Most people uh, want their, their community to be safe. Yes, protected yeah. by police. Exactly. Uh, right. Most people also don't want their uh, restaurant they just opened shut down at the whims of some right. insane wannabe dictator like Gavin Mussolini, who's uh, apparently going to run for president. Yo, no, he's the he's one hundred percent going to be the candidate twenty twenty four. I I totally, Mike. Yeah. We've been calling it this show. We're pure psycho over here, but I really believe it's going to be uh, Newsom. DeSantis, yeah, battle of the governors. Florida, Florida, California. Florida v. California. It's gonna be. It's all gonna come. It's gonna be a referendum on your COVID policies, and that's what they're gonna run it on. And DeSantis is gonna mop. Oh, I I think it's gonna be Reagan level destruction. And uh, did you? I don't know if you knew about this, but it was rumored for months that Friday was gonna be the day that Trump announced he was running in 2024. Dude, he's not going to run. He didn't announce shit, by the way. And there was an announcement for 2024 on Friday. Hillary Clinton announced she's not running in 2024. So interesting kind of turn of events for Friday because there was a buildup. And I'm not talking about with uh, the conservative many? How many people on the Titanic were uh, fighting for the captain position? I know, man. After they hit the iceberg. <laughs> Every swinging dick on that boat wanted to be captain before the iceberg. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. You know what? You know would have who would have helmed the ship as it went down and tried to save everybody and get them on the right path. DeSantis, DeSantis, yeah, a leader, a true leader. And we talked about this in depth in a previous episode where, uh, and he brought it up when he was questioned it in the Dave Rubin, uh, interview, and it it was he basically just said a leader just arrives it shows up a, a leader comes out of what's happening and, and and does what he needs to do to make things happen and yeah. we need a desantis and i think everybody sees florida and they think i want that i want what's going on you know on they, they always say in this like the when you're a leader no decision is worse than indecision right you know what i mean yeah you're headed towards that iceberg I don't know if turning right or I don't know if turning right is better than turning left, but you gotta turn <laughs> because Dude, it's seriously. definitely a disaster ahead. So turn the fucking ship. I don't, you know what I mean? And it, yes, and I'm telling you, he ain't running. Trump's not running. He's just stirring the pot. He's <sighs> pulling their attention. And I have why he's not. You know why he's not running? Dude, he's. I, I gotta be honest with you. I just don't think he has what it takes to to, to fix our problems. No, we don't. We, he's not what we need, and also he doesn't want it. I'm telling you right now, he's having a blast. Dude, the guy's everything, living it everything up right now, required to fix this problem is gonna take two terms. Four. And that's why sure. you need an eight-year president. You need eight years of stability. You need someone who has skin in the game, Mike. You need a guy who Do has. You know why DeSantis his is gonna win? Futures depend on it, man. Dude, I heard one fact, and it's the only thing I, I never needed to learn. Do you know why DeSantis is gonna win? Why? His net worth is under five hundred. I saw that. Yeah, it's like three hundred thirty thousand, man. Three hundred thirty thousand dollars, and he still owes twenty thousand in student loans. <laughs> That's right. You want to talk about an everyman, a man who's clearly not taking money from fucking. 
How much is Hunter Biden worth? Oh, shit, Mike. One of his paintings sold to a Russian uh, oligarch for, like, more than 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 DeSantis' net worth. worth. That's why I I specifically... Frank, you're fucking psycho. We gotta stop doing this. You're you're like, in my mind. That was literally why I picked $500,000. Yes. He sold it to a Chinese fucking entrepreneur for more, man. That's the... yeah. I always say, like, the the problem with Biden, the reason Biden failed is because there is no difference between Biden and Trump. The only difference right. between Biden and Trump is they listen to different polls. Tr- the only reason Trump was so successful is because his the polls he was listening to happened to be right. Exactly. Had they been yes. wrong. Because Trump... Trump didn't play COVID off the way he did because he knew everything about COVID. He just followed the polls, and they happened to be right. But had COVID actually been a deadly disease, we would have been fucked. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Does that make sense? It it totally does. DeSantis is different than both Trump and Biden because he didn't take a single poll. He doesn't care about what the people say. He's got his, his... He's doing what leaders do, is you, you, you pick a mission and you execute it. Yeah. And, you know. No, I, I absolutely agree. And uh, I'll tell you what. There's one thing I like about Trump. This is the one thing only. It's, a lot of things I like about him. <laughs> but, but I think this is what I love most about Trump. It's this right here. But I never called Mike Pence a wimp. I never called him a wimp. <laughs> Mike Pence had a chance to be great. He had a chance to be, frankly, historic. <laughs> but just like Bill Barr and the rest of these weak people, Mike, and I say it sadly because I like him. I fucking love this guy. To act. Bill Barr was afraid of certain things. And you know what they, were. they love it. They fucking love it. Please don't impeach me. Don't impeach me, Bill Barr. Please. I, impeach. I got impeached twice and my phone numbers went up. twice and my numbers went up. <laughs> it was more popular than ever, dude. <laughs> Got kicked off of Twitter, my numbers skyrocketed. <laughs> He's fucking genius. He's so funny. Someone call dude. me bulletproof. I, I don't know. Teflon Don, dude. Teflon Don. Teflon Don, baby. Like a duck. That shit just rolls off his back. Bro. Oh, man. So funny. I fucking love that clip bro, so much. The way he fucking talks. He's, aware, he's weak. And I like Mike. I like him. <laughs> I, yeah, just there's, dude. Dude, my favorite line is, "He could have been great." He could have been great. Everybody knows I make greatness. He could have been great. I look at Mike. I I didn't call him weak. I didn't call him a wimp. No, no, no. I look at Mike. Uh, he could have been great. I just great. fucking love that. That's such a condescending douche thing to say to somebody or about somebody. And like, man, he nails it. He hated Dude, Mike that, Pence. That you is know a man who has been a boss his whole life. Yes, he ta- That is a he guy. He talks you know, like a boss. Like a boss. Literally. Thank you. Like he's just. It, it's just so uh, with Trump. It's so to the point, and it's so yes. on the nose. Like. 
In Every, a way that you can't be mad. No, because even when he insults people, like the insults he said about like Ted Cruz's wife, yeah, they were insulting, but they were fucking hilarious because they were kind of around the true. Money. Spot on. <laughs> Spot on. You can't disagree with the guy. Can't you know, disagree. The way he even said it right there. And I like Mike. I don't want to say he's weak. He's weak. <laughs> <laughs> he's weak. <laughs> he could have been great, but he's weak. He could have been. He could have been great. <laughs> I fucking love it. Okay. He could have been great. Meaning, <laughs> meaning best, he never will be. Been, he never will be. The best part is that this man was a governor of a state in the United States. Literally. Then became the vice president of the United States. Yes. The greatest power. He could have been great. Could have been something. <laughs> could have been something. Now he's nothing. He, he, he held the number two position. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. He could have been great. <laughs> it's too bad. Could have made a name for himself. <laughs> People could have known who he was. <laughs> now he's a nobody. He could have been right here holding onto my pocket. <laughs> I fucking love that. I love it so much. And you know why uh, he's doing it? This was at the speech that he did over the weekend. And uh, Mike, so the focus for the Jan 6th hearing right now is on um, uh, the conversations trump had with his aides and people close to him and about like i I don't know the exact details but something about like uh trump saying i don't care if he gets hanged or you know what i'm saying like all this weird they were really no no they were chanting hang mike pence and he said maybe they got a good idea sure and whatever it is or that's not a bad idea. Like that. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. They're obsessed with this day, but I I feel like he brought it up because of all this hoopla going on. It's so fun. Trump is just a master at taking whatever they feed him, turning it around, and just destroying them with it. Man, that, like yeah. Mike, what happened to uh, what happened to Ultra Mega? Frank, what happened to grab him by the pussy? Remember, that was going to be the end of Trump. <laughs> oh, man. But, dude, Ultra Mega, we talked about it like three weeks ago. They spent six months and like six yeah. million dollars on focus groups and interest groups to, like come up, to come up with Ultra Mega. <laughs> and then they used it for one week. And then everybody that was a Republican used it as their fucking like label. Everybody, every Republican in America changed their Twitter name. I'm ultra mega. I'm ultra Frank. You see what I mean? (laughs) It's just like when Hillary called them deplorables. Oh, yeah. And then they became the adorable deplorables. (laughs) Yes, yeah. It's incredible. And I got to tell you, man, I don't know what is going on, if it's the vaccine or what, but, dude, girls on the right are just looking better these days. Oh, did you see the article today that came out? Um, No. They're full on essentially not accepting vaccinated sperm. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, for donor banks, they are not accepting vaccinated sperm. There was a joke wow. going around in the internet that men with unvaccinated sperm were sitting on gold mines because it would be uh, sought after in the future when there was all this tainted sperm going around. And so, uh, it once again, another conspiracy theory comes true, Mike. Wow, so we're sitting on gold mines. That's well, right. you more than me because you got a full head of hair. <laughs> Nobody wants the bald sperm, you know. But I have been noticing. You're right. Uh, I think that the unhealthy are starting to be exposed. I think you're starting to see it. 
kind of manifest in reality. And that's kind of what's going on with the jazz. But... tell you what man trump the pence thing all this obsession over with it do you <laughs> did you catch the tube clip oh my god how is this guy on tv i just want to say this we're let's make this jan 6 thing super serious how do we make it super serious let's bring out the dude who got caught jacking off on fucking yeah, yeah. zoom <laughs> After this, are we going to do the hearings about Tubin masturbating? <laughs> let's bring out Tubin. I, I want to know what led up to it. I want to know what we could do to avoid it. I, yeah, let's spend $100 million on uh, investigating why, the Tubin incident. Why are they? They're going to fire Stelter and keep Tubin, by the way. That's going to happen. Oh, that's the funniest thing in 2022. <laughs> Stelter's for sure fired. Yeah. And, and he didn't even fuck anybody. He didn't fuck any kids or jerk off on camera. <laughs> no. Tubin's going to keep his job. Tubin's there. <laughs> I'm not kidding. They want to make this Jan 6 thing so serious. This, this, this goes to show you, kids. You can jerk, jerk off on camera. Just don't be a liberal f*** it, and you'll be alright. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're even keeping Cooper. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Just <laughs> I can't wait to hear the story about him jacking off on camera. It's going to be incredible. Here's Jeffrey Tubin trying to make us all be really serious about this ridiculous scenario that they keep trying to shove down our throats. And I'm sorry, every time you trot this guy out, all I think is, oh, it's the guy who got caught jacking off on Zoom. That's all I think about this guy. <laughs> but I never called Mike Pence. Oh, that was the, oh, yeah. I love going uh, back. Our production crew, God, man. I tell can we you get what. someone replacing the, uh, let's get someone in the edit bay there. Come on, guys. I'm going to go down to the border and get an immigrant. What, is this a one-man show? can't figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like one guy does all the work and the other one just drinks. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's get tubed all over ourselves right here. This was pretty fascinating. We learned a lot yesterday. And even Eastman... Mike, we're all learning a lot from these Jan 6th hearings that nobody's watching, by the way. <laughs> you didn't watch it? I took off work. <laughs> Leaves or has reason to believe that Eastman is in legal jeopardy here. Obviously, very concerned about it. <laughs> well, the right question there, becomes, if though, if anybody had the time trans- to watch it, it would be our grandma. Right. Yes. Even she refuses to watch it. <laughs> of course, dude. <laughs> she literally will turn off the TV and just take a trip to the store. Mike, all of America is refusing to watch this. Nobody cares. Here, I'm actually going to jump this clip. We'll Sorry, go back go to no 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 go ahead no no I didn't I, interrupt no you're not actually I'm playing into exactly what you're saying I'm gonna jump we'll go right back to this this is why this is how much America cares about Jan sixth as we come up at the top of the hour we're gonna have to end our coverage of this January sixth hearing on the NBC network my colleagues and I will continue our coverage <laughs> on the hearings on our streaming platform NBC News now. For everyone else, U.S. Open golf begins momentarily. (laughs) 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 Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> Sorry, folks. We got to get more viewers. <laughs> We're gonna cut to golf. <laughs> <laughs> this, this just said too many of our viewers fell asleep. We're gonna go to something a little more exciting. Wake them up. Golf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Oh my god. Oh god, dude. No, oh, that's too I'm good. dying. That is I'm too dying, good. Dude. <laughs> we, we, we interrupt our coverage of this very, very important trial of the insurrection, the coup d'etat the coup of America. <laughs> <laughs> to go to Phil, golf, Mickels dude. Phil Mickelson is about to tee off. He's using his three wood. And <laughs> I'm telling you, I was dying. I couldn't take it. That is so good. Frank so Grace could be overplaying me, man. That is so good. That is so good. Trial of the coup d'état of America. The trial of the century, dude. The trial this is the coup of America. The trial. This is like the Nuremberg trials just got interrupted. <laughs> Johnny Depp trial got more coverage. I'm not even kidding. It's so real. It's so real. It was you cut to golf, oh the most boring shit on the fucking planet, dude. You cut to fucking golf, oh you, God, like not dude, even like so not even basketball, nothing, dude. It's fucking no, golf, golf. Oh, oh my God. yeah. Oh and my to God. recoup some of our viewers, we are interrupting this with some reruns of the Andy Griffith Show. <laughs> All right, in an effort to regain some viewership here. Uh, holy shit! Leave it to Beaver uh, rerun. <laughs> We're going to cut to this fireplace burning wood uh, for the next 15 minutes. <laughs> just, just to give some excitement to our viewers. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, dude, that that's is so good. Oh, man. I'm, I'm dying. I'm hurts from laughing, dude. That is... I wasn't expecting that, dude. Oh, I knew you they wouldn't see that coming. They interrupted it. No, they cut the it off. For the fucking golf tournament. They ended... They ended... It wasn't even like the NBA Finals. Nothing. <laughs> Not even like a not even like a pitcher's showdown in, in the MLB or like a no hitter no, going on. No yeah. hitter. Like, no, a no hitter. Not dude. even a no hitter. It wasn't even a riveting point in the match. In the it was just the PGA. It was just going on. They're like, now nah, we're gonna cut to PGA. We'll get more people watching this. Oh God, dude. Nobody cares. Uh, nobody cares. Oh man, so funny, dude. Yeah, that's how important Jan sixth is, right? It's so important. We're cutting away to golf, so now let's have Jeffrey Tubin all over our faces. Oh. This was pretty fascinating. We learned a lot yesterday. Fascinating, Mike. Eastman fascinating. So fascinating. Reason to believe that Eastman is in legal jeopardy here. Obviously, very concerned about it. The question becomes, though, does that translate to Donald Trump? Is he in legal jeopardy? He is more than he was 24 hours ago. Um, the, you know, I don't think Trump would ever be prosecuted for putting forth a bad legal theory, uh, even if he knew it was a bad legal then theory. Then why are we doing you know, this? He, right? uh, he has the right, and he, he was being advised by lawyers. Even Tubin jerk stopped drinking off long enough to know this is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Gen 6 is so boring, Tubin put his dick away. Come on, guys, we need some excitement in the <laughs> <laughs> to do what he did. However, 
if he was inciting violence intentionally, that is a potential legal problem for for um, for Trump. And if you look at the tweet at 224, the anti Mike Pence tweet, that's a really dark moment because that's after the uh, junior White House aides go to him and say, look, you know, there is violence happening there. And his response is to send that tweet at 224, which incites even more violence. And, they, and there's video of the, of the rioters reading the tweet. That's a potential problem. Now, that alone isn't going to get Donald Trump indicted. Incitement <laughs> of violence is a legal risk for him. This so half be- of your answer, 90% of your answer was something that could never get him indicted. So he's not getting indicted is your answer. Your answer was one word, no. He's not getting indicted. <laughs> I can't get over this. Well, actually, uh, to be honest with you, uh, I kind of got lost in the third hole. Uh, <laughs> I don't really know what we're talking about. I switched over to the PGA Tour. <laughs> Sorry, I... Uh, I needed got- something to jerk off to. <laughs> Got distracted with my flashlight there for a second. I uh, <laughs> forgot what we were talking about. Even I was, I was watching the hearings, but then my dog did that stretch thing, and his ass was in the air, just right. <laughs> Mike, I'm telling you, man, uh, this Jan Six thing is the most boring thing I've ever heard of in my entire Bro, this life. Is, this is the biggest flop since the fire festival. It's- <laughs> Jan 6 is the Democratic Fire Festival. <laughs> Our next I mean, witness, uh, Ja Rule. Ja Rule. <laughs> 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 Can we bring Ja Rule to the stand? There was a protest, and then there was a murder. Get some ratings, honestly. <laughs> ja Rule's got to do better than PGA. What the fuck are doing here? We're gonna bring in Ja Rule to rap about the events of Jan Six. Ja Rule, please, sir. Ja, ja Rule, when you're done pimping, pimping that ride, can you please come? Oh, that's that's Exhibit. We'll bring ah, him. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll bring him too. Bring in Exhibit too. He's not doing anything. Oh. Dude, I think we just added another man to our Hall of Fame. Oh my God, that's right. Exhibit yes. is the no talent job ja rule. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really sad because Ja Rule has no talent. So the talentless Ja Rule. Jesus Christ. They should bring on Exhibit to pimp my hearings, you know, and it'll be a. Uh... He'll pimp out the show, you know, make make the hearings it's, a little more It's the pimp. same as the normal hearings. They just put spinners on every chair. <laughs> <laughs> you see what we did right here is right behind Nancy Pelosi, we added five PlayStation PS3s. They're all right back there. You can play any game you want. <coughs> so funny. And then right underneath Chuck Schumer over here, we got three flat screen TVs all day. Watch when we turn on the bass, Nancy's teeth rattle. <laughs> Turn it up to 10, they rattle out of her mouth! <laughs> you pimp my hearings, man. We just started a show. This is incredible. <laughs> they wire it up. They wire it up so Nancy's Pelosi's eyebrows are like, the, like those colorful bars that went up and down. 
they go up and down with the music. <laughs> we applied hydraulics to the podium, and then it's just oh, incredible. I can just see so many things. This is a new era of television right here, man. I love it. This is incredible. Pimp my hearing. Today. Yeah, pimp my hearing. They need to do something. I love the idea of bringing in Ja Rule. That's good oh, stuff. That's so, you guys should have hired Ja Rule instead of that producer. He that's, yeah. I would have tuned in for Ja Rule. Just, I mean, <laughs> do you think that producer how... got fired, man, because they canceled episode three, and then they did episode three, but then episode three got cut off for the PGA Tour, so they must have fired the producer oh. and the director on this one, man, honestly. Incredible. Yeah. That was a good role. You gotta bust out Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> That's right. He'll sleep with a couple actresses. He'll get it done right. I'd you like, know? I'd, oh, man. This Jan 6 stuff is so funny because we talked about it right before it started. And by the way, we predicted it would be dead in the water by episode three. And it is. I don't see them going any. Uh, Frank, as a pro, you know, you know, as a guy who runs a program that gets thirty viewers, I can tell when a program's not even going to hit our mark. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, we just we saw the writing on the wall. As producers yeah. ourselves, we understood. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to warn them. I called Brian Stelter. He didn't answer. <laughs> that is so good. It's less important than PGA. Yeah, that's the uh, least important sport. That's my point. We care less about golf than soccer. Holy shit, Mike. I, I'm serious, though. Like, g- baseball is... I love baseball, and all I hear from people is, man, baseball is so boring. Is there anything more universally considered boring than baseball? It's golf. No golf. doubt. People universally yeah. will say I, it's the most boring thing to watch. Even people who love to play golf find it boring to watch on TV. I cannot believe they cut... On NBC to go to the fucking PGA Tour. And again, it wasn't like he was like, it wasn't like a hole-in-one was about to happen or like the greatest birdie no, just, of all time. They were just time. about to start. No, they were just going to go. They're just going to it. Like, uh, our pregame for the golf show is going to get way more viewers than this. And I told you, I read that article about the uh, ratings they got for the episode one of this ridiculous series. And uh, Nightly News... Uh, with Dave Muir, it averages like 7.8 million viewers a night. For the hearing, it they got 3.4 like or 5 <laughs> million viewers. They, yeah. The people who liked, and this is all old people at this point, you know, people over the age of 45 essentially who like to just sit at home and watch the news decided, nah, this is... This is too boring. I don't want to watch this. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'd rather go watch something else or turn it turn it off. And, or just turn it off and go outside. Yeah. And we've been talking about this for a while, and I think this theory is gaining a lot more traction now. I think people turned it all off, man. Yeah. I was being asked about Twitter and Elon Musk and what like my opinion was about it. And I told them my opinion now is nobody's actually on Twitter. I think it's... Yeah, they lost a lot. I think that's why the deal's going to fall through. I think what he exposed is the internet now is tailored and designed to you, the user. So you're no longer truly engaging with an open free internet. You're engaging with bots and algorithms that are designed for you to engage you. Yeah. 
And yes. I think the reality too, I, I believe this is a little on the mark. Uh, I, something around 30 plus percent of the American public is actually on Twitter actively. So yeah, if, I don't even know if it's that high. That's what I'm saying. Honestly, yeah. I really don't know a lot of people on Twitter. And to be totally honest, I think Twitter is an echo chamber of advertisers, politicians, Absolutely. social media influencers, and wannabe podcasters Absolutely. like ourselves just trying to push content on one another and thinking that there's average people out there when there isn't. The average people are out there working, man. The average people are out there living yeah, their lives. They don't have time. They don't got time for this shit. And so I think when Elon Musk stepped in to try and buy Twitter, he realized that the only influence Twitter has, and I noticed this a few years ago when I started reading, especially when Trump was in the scene big time, um, I realized our news organizations were, were uh, reporting news and the news was what was happening on Twitter. So we're, the right. news was Twitter. Tw no, dude, they were report like the Twitter was reporting the news, and the news was reporting, reporting on Twitter. Twitter. So it was, yeah, it was like a, it was, the yeah, snake it was, eating itself. Yes, and that's what oh, happened yeah. to information, and that's why that's COVID you, that's was possible. Get, that's where you get fucking uh, student debt relief, <laughs> right? Because you have like, a bunch of because what percentage of people actually ha need student debt relief? Probably the percentage that are on Twitter, and they're all just yes. echo chambering to each other, and then the news reports it. And then Nancy Pelosi's like, well, I need some population, or I need some people to vote for me, so I'm going to put this into the bill. Give them $10,000 relief. <laughs> and then everybody me and you associates with is like, this is crazy. I had to pay my bill, you know? <laughs> Not only that, how does this fix the goddamn potholes in the highway, Nancy? Like, yeah. or, or whoever, all of you assholes. I, I, all of you guys. I'm, I'm obsessed with the roads because I have to deal with the condition of the roads for my job, and... Holy shit, man! They're the most neglected—they're more neglected than anything else in this country. Fra Frank, I will let Lori Lightfoot trans every kid in Chicago if she can make the highway move faster than 18 miles per hour. <laughs> yes, thank you. If I could get up to 30 miles per hour on the fucking interstate highway, you—you you could trans every kid I have here on out. I don't fucking care. Just fucking speed this shit up. Literally. CRT, CRT your life away with the kindergartners if you just make traffic tolerable oh, and you Frank, fix the potholes. <laughs> every kid I have, I will slap them every day for being racist. Every day I'll slap them as hard as I can for being racist. If you could just get me faster than 18 miles per hour on the interstate highway in Chicago. That's how shitty things have become, by the way. <laughs> we want to go. All we want in life is to move a little bit faster on the highway. And pay a little bit less for that gas. Gas is six oh nine, and I'm going eighteen miles an hour. I'm getting paid by the mile, bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all we're asking for. Simple demands, man. That's all we need. But that's hilarious. <laughs> they don't get it. Did you did you see that uh, that tweet from Nina Turner I sent you? No, so, I didn't see that. What, what so they it? all they like they all won their fifteen dollar an hour, right? Uh, you're talking about all the minimum wage minimum um, wage warriors. fifteen dollar an right. hour in like every major city now. Okay, right? yeah, for Nina sure. Nina Turner goes on there today and says because of inflation, we need to raise minimum wage to twenty five. Who didn't see this coming? Well, maybe it's inflated because you raised everybody's wage to 15, you fucking cunt. What do you think's going to happen <laughs> when you raise it to 25? 
How much is a cheeseburger gonna cost you when that cunt at the fucking drive-thru is getting 20... Dude, that's $50,000 a year. I, I know. And now, by doing that, you're devaluing what people above that make, so you need to raise... Everything has to raise. That's the problem. Do you know what I had to do for $50,000 a year? Huh. <laughs> Dude, you work so hard as a drain tech. When you first become a plumber, you have to just do nothing but unclog drains. And you make 40 to 50 a year. That first year, right? Wow. And it is a whole year. I spent my whole fucking year in the fucking worst neighborhoods of Chicago, rotting through their sewer lines mm-hmm. for fucking forty dollars to $50,000 a year. Three years later, you're going to give it to the fucking asshole who just wants to smoke weed and work at the drive-thru? How about the guy pump, not even pumping gas, yeah. just sitting there selling smokes to people who pumping their own so, gas? So now that cashier <laughs> is just going to get $50,000 a year? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh dude. Oh, and then how much? And then how much are we gonna pay the rod technicians? You know what I mean. And then sure. how much are you gonna pay the plumbers? Like, dude, this is. Cr- You're right. It just goes up. Everything. Everything moves up. They. I was calling this back when they were pushing it here in Colorado. It was getting a lot more steam before it went national, and I was a. I was vehemently against it. <clears throat> and at the time, I was a cook in a bar. Okay, and it's a one-man cooking station. You take the order and then you grill it up. It's you know super fast. You get crushed. Uh, when I got the job, I had to earn my spot to get the best shifts where you make the most money and tips. But the best part about working there, Mike, it took me years to get the gig. Uh, it was the best-paying cook job in the market. And you made the best tips, and you got paid the best hourly. <clears throat> you were your own boss. It was the best gig. F- fast forward years later, and I'm not working there, but it's n- the same paying gig as the kid working at uh, Good Times down the street now. Yeah. So what is the payoff now <laughs> to get absolutely crushed by yourself in a sweaty, packed bar, and half the time you're getting stiffed on tips, right? Now it's yes. not worth it. <clears throat> it, it no. It, it's no longer the same gig. So uh, I told you about this. I left the job because you had to show your papers to work there again when they decided to get off unemployment eventually. And I had to find a new job. Months and months later, <clears throat> they called me asking and offering me cold cash to come back and work a shift on a Saturday afternoon. Yeah, for sure they did. And I said, no thanks, man. No thanks. You know? I got a job. I work Monday through Friday now. I work, that's yeah. I work that's in- the problem is a lot of people during that time found real, like not real jobs, but <clears throat> more like regular jobs. Like I work at a computer now. And I uh, go home at a decent time. I, I had to go outside the other day because it was so cold from the AC. Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. You know how that is? <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> First time in my life I ever experienced that, man. I'm in these houses fucking sweating, dude. I got the Pepino sweat dripping off the oh, nose. Oh, I know? bet, dude. God damn. You're probably wor- mostly doing plumbing in probably some of the worst places, I imagine. <laughs> 
Dude, I walk into houses, you can't believe people live in them. Yeah, really? You can't believe people live in them. Just the filth, or... The, ho- the house is falling down. Like, it's not uncommon for me to show up to a house, and the house is leaning. Wow! Like, is this more like... of a statement on the state of um, Chicago and the infrastructure of, and how things are run there, or is this more, uh, it's just rampant poverty and nothing people could do there? I don't know what happened, but this is coming from a dumb plumber who just goes through these neighborhoods yeah. and sees what he sees. In my view, something happened in the 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. These minority communities, they must have been thriving in the 70s and 80s. Because all of these, these POCs, people of color, that's what we're <laughs> supposed to call them. Right. Wow, um, old school. <laughs> all of these POCs in the 70s and 80s bought these homes. Right. They had decent middle-class jobs, and they bought these homes. And then every generation after them has just done worse. Hmm. They've had kids at younger ages with multiple partners. And every generation, like every generation after that has just they're all in that same home you know what i mean yeah so it's like this it's as if like nona came to america bought the house and then our family never progressed after that Uh, wow you know what i mean yeah that's and we were and we were all me you emma you and emma had a kid and we're all living in nona's house right you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. That's, that's literally wild. what it is. It's like something happened in the seventies, and and I know Joe, like the Make Mega Great or Make America Great Again. You mm-hmm. know, there really was something in the seventies and eighties where you know that the, the 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 high tide raises all ships. I mean, these the black people in the South Side of Chicago are were buying were clearly buying homes, yeah, and paying for them, right. You know what? What's happening now that you you have three generations that haven't moved out of that home? That is, yeah. So, just like um, Nona moves here at the at the same time in the seventies, she buys this house, right? And then her kids moved out to the sub, even better suburbs. Yeah. And then those kids moved out, you know, Colorado. Well, one was a loser, and he ended up moving back into the grandma's <laughs> house. But that's me. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what you know what I mean. It's yeah. like it's really. Uh, I think that's the biggest problem with these areas is that. And then when you're in a house with three, four generations, and you're one old lady on social security supporting everybody, right. you just don't have the money. So, it, it all. I, I really the one thing I've always believed in, and I can't believe we went away from, is that broken window theory. Hmm. You know, where it's like. Because that is what happens. You're in this neighborhood where nobody can afford to fix the fence. Right. And so that fence is just falling apart. And then nobody and then they stop cutting the grass. Right. And then everybody starts littering. And then now nobody's even calling you know, calling right. the cops on the drug dealers. <laughs> and yeah. Now you have all these abandoned homes that are turning into trap houses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's 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 a spiral down. I don't know. I don't know. It's it's snowball effect it's crazy and i i don't know what it's like to step foot in these houses but it it is a great glimpse or window into 
the way people are living uh, currently in America. It, and- it, it blows. It, it, I got to tell you, man, it really blows my mind because I was a kid who grew up in Arlington Heights, a really nice suburb, right? Yeah. And then I joined the army. Mm-hmm. And in the army, I went to the Middle East. In the Middle East, I saw these places where I was like, oh, my God, I cannot believe people live like this. <laughs> yeah. But you, you chalk it up to this is a third world country. Right. Like, they don't have what we have in America, right? Mm-hmm. And then I come back to America. I become a plumber. And now I'm going to neighborhoods in Chicago where I'm like, this is fucking worse than the Middle East. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and what do I chalk this up to? Because this is not a third world country. This is 45 minutes away from Arlington Heights. Ah, oh, Mike, you chalk it up to uh, so, the Putin price hike, man. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's what no, it's all it's, about. No, no. This is all let's go, Brandon. That's what this is all about. You know what it is, is we need to stop celebrating Juneteenth. Ju- so the reason Juneteenth pisses me off so much is because it's it's directly related to reparations. Right. And, and man, you got to give it up. You got to give it up and just move on. You know what I mean? I do, actually. What confounds me about progressives is they are stuck in the past. They refuse to go forward. Do you know why you you (laughs) could drive down the street and you could see a veteran sleeping on the street, on the corner, next to a building owned by a veteran? (laughs) Why? Do you know why? Why? Because one veteran comes back from war and he believes the country owes him everything. Hmm. And he spends his whole life just as a victim. He's a victim of that circumstance, and it's everybody else's fault, and he needs, his, he needs payback. Right. And then the guy who owns the building is the guy who came back and says, this is just something that I did. This is something that happened. It isn't who I am. Mm-hmm. And he moves on. Yeah. You know? Uh, you're basically describing the difference between John McCain and John Kerry. Wow. Good call. <laughs> Is John Kerry the no talent John Welcome McCain? Welcome to the show, oh! John Kerry. <laughs> Welcome to the hall, John Kerry. <laughs> the hall of talentless hacks. <laughs> it's a hall now. It's an entire hall. Dude, we gotta make a running list. Join man. exhibit, you fool. <laughs> John Kerry. I'm putting you right next to John Stamos. I feel <laughs> I feel like we already threw John Kerry up there at some episode earlier. <laughs> John Kerry's a talentless version of many people. Very talentless man. <laughs> he lacks enough talent for two people. You know? <laughs> John Kerry, what did you do? Go to law school, have a successful political career, marry a very rich woman? Ha! Loser! (laughs) In my opinion, you're a hack. (laughs) I'm a 35-year-old man in my grandma's basement who has a podcast. (laughs) You loser. Get on your private jet and get out of here. I'm going to borrow Nona's car. Literally, probably flying around the world right now. Oh my god! <laughs> he, he can't even hear my shitty podcast because it can't keep up with his private jet. <laughs> you're the you're the hack. You got 
got no talent. You loser. You bum. You're right up there with that other loser who's the second in command of the greatest nation to ever run there. The vice president, the camel. Another loser. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> yep. Welcome to the hall. <laughs> Welcome to my hall <laughs> of talentless hacks. Holy shit, Mike, that's so funny. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> so what we do here, people, we shit on people much better than us. <laughs> if if I am half the man you are, I will shit on you. That is uh, a what fact. Are you, what are you successful? Famous? Alright, you're on the list. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.